we pray, Father, that your spirit would guide our study, open our hearts and minds to your word, help us to pull from it, Lord, what we need to live for you and for your glory. And uh, help us, Lord, to put the, put the pieces together as we learn more about you specifically and, and our relationship to you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> okay, we uh, didn't get too far <laughs> as far as the notes go last week. Uh, Colossians 1, 13 to 23. Uh, if you have a mark or something there, a bookmark in your Bible, leave that open. Because uh, we're going to be coming back to that quite a bit. <clears throat> what we're going to do right now, though is uh, take you to two more passages. I need you to go to John chapter 1, 1 to 18, we're going to read through, and then Hebrews chapter 1, 1 to 14, and we're going to read through that. (coughs) And the question that we're looking to answer as we look at those is, how is God the Son described in these particular passages? As we are uh, dealing with... uh, the subject of God the Son. So let's start in John chapter 1. Nice light reading here. Okay, that was a little bit of sarcasm. You guys have to kind of work with me, right? All right. All right. John chapter 1, the first 18 verses. And as we read through this, again, uh, I want you to kind of try to pull out how God the Son, how Jesus is described through here. All right, so let's begin in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light uh, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. <clears throat> Again, one of the most theologically rich passages in Scripture. Now, tell me, how is God the Son described in these 18 verses? And there is a gob of them. Gob's a theological term, by the way, for a whole lot. All right. Okay, so he is, then we could say he's what, pre-existent, right? Uh, he is creator. Right, uh, 
co coexistent with the Father, we could say. Who else? Okay, he is he is light. Uh, so um, now it says that, that that he is the light. The life that we have is described as light. So he's the light giver and the life giver. All right. Who else? All right. All right. So he is, he is believable. He is trustworthy. Uh, we know from John 14 that he is the way, the truth. So he is the ultimate truth standard. Then all truth is judged. Well, all knowledge is judged by him, determining whether it's true or not. And, and he's full of grace. What, what does that mean? He's full of grace and truth. Well, he extends unmerited favor when, in fact, we deserve the exact opposite. And because uh, grace isn't just giving you what you don't deserve. It's giving you what you don't deserve when you deserve the opposite. Right. And the truth part is the fact that he is the embodiment of all truth in the universe. I mean, there, there's no need to search any further. When Pilate said, what is truth? You know, he was standing right there standing with right him. Front yeah. So yeah. Um, I had a debate. My roommate was a Baha'i, and I said, well, Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. This was like 1987 or something. And he said, yeah, for his time <clears> and his people. Well, I'm sorry, he didn't, he didn't, uh, there's no disclaimer with that, you know. And, and so, and, and knowing that he's truth, that means there's going to be a lot of, false and there's going to be a lot of error and there's going to, you know and he says he's the true light and the <coughs> devil comes as an angel of light yeah, false yeah. yeah and so you know he just uh, he's dis distinguishing in this passage you know the word became flesh josh mcdowell wrote a book he walked among us not just a man that became the savior but god almighty became a man right. and, and i think that's the cults completely Go against that. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually, any any belief system that either starts off starts off as a cult or turns into a false belief or a heresy, they 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 stray from their doctrine of Christ. Uh, they that that's the first point that they veer off on. Then everything else, you know, you get away from the truth, anything goes. All right. Okay. Who else? What else? He is, yes. Yeah, he brings it, but he is salvation. Yeah. Yeah, the world actually rejected him. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's quite the paradox there. He, he created the world, and <laughs> it's that world he, he, he created that ended up rejecting him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, Philip asked in, uh, I think, Fort John, John 14, you know, show us the Father. And, and Jesus is like, Philip, you just don't get it. You know, you just, come on, think, think with me, follow me here. <clears throat> if you've seen me <clears throat> and you've seen everything I've done, then you've seen the Father. Now that, uh, that's a bold statement, um, which would be, uh, arrogant and outlandish and, and just a little crazy if it weren't true. 
Jesus is elevating himself to be equal with the Father. Now, he can do that because he is equal with the Father. For anybody else to make that claim would, would just be heresy. Matter of fact, the religious leaders at one time when, when <laughs> Jesus clearly called himself equal with the Father, they knew exactly what he was saying because they sought to kill him for blasphemy. Um, they didn't believe him at the time. Any others? In, anything else in here? He's the fullness. The fullness. Of all the Old Testament laws and everything. Yeah. yeah, he is the fulfillment. Romans says that he's the fulfillment of the law for us. You know, the law wasn't ever given for us uh, to actually keep. Uh, although we were supposed to try, they were supposed to try to keep it. Uh, with the law is the knowledge of sin. So, so the law is given to show just how much you can't keep it. It, it. it exacts God's holy standard and just how horribly short you fall of that standard. <clears throat> but for us, you know, we are in Christ. Jesus himself kept that law. And if we're saved, we, we get his credit <laughs> for keeping the law. Uh, we could never keep the law. Even if we started now keeping the law, we, you know, there's the times before that we've messed up. Um, but Jesus kept the law perfectly, and his perfect keeping of the law gets credited to us. So, so he is our fulfillment of the law. Uh, which is, again, kind of cool because we're in Christ. God looks at us. He doesn't see us breaking the law. He sees Christ's keeping the law when he looks at us. That's, uh, that's important in our acceptance of God, God accepting us. Yeah, he is, he is the, the word, the, the logos uh, is, is the Greek word. It's, it's the full expression of God. Um, it's, it's the full embodiment of the whole idea and concept of God um, is in Jesus. Uh, it's, it's hard to get your head wrapped around. <clears throat> but, but everything that God is, is packed inside Jesus. Colossians said that, that you know, he is the fullness of God. You know, everything that God is is packed into Jesus. The whole expression. And it's, a, it's a whole lot more to our Jesus than just feeding 5,000. Well, that was important. It's a whole lot more. Any others from this passage. He became flesh, which means that God prepared a body for him, um, which shows that he wanted to come to us to communicate to us in a way that we could understand and that we could receive. It's like, you know, if you're a bird and the birds are flying into the window and you can't get them to understand, the only way that's that's one of the advantages for us of him becoming human the main point the main reason for his incarnation 
is, is for him being able to be our substitute sacrifice. Uh, he had to be one of us to represent us. And in being one of us, he can relate to us on our level, so to speak. Uh, but it's the plenary substitutionary sacrifice that Jesus was able to do because he was 100% human. Uh, that, that is the key in that thought. But because he was human, then he could relate and, and also represent us. Um, any others before we go to Hebrews? All right, then let's look at Hebrews then. Hebrews chapter 1. Excuse me. Okay, Hebrews chapter 1. And again, we are looking for how is God the Son described in these passages. And of course, we didn't hit all of them that were in John chapter 1. That would take us way too long. But uh, I just want you to start thinking about um, how Jesus is represented. He's often more than just what we think of in the, in the Gospels. So uh, Hebrews, right? Hebrews chapter 1, 1 to 4, uh, 1 to 14. Uh, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, <clears throat> for unto which the angels uh, said he at any time, Art thou my son? This day have I begotten thee, and again I will uh, be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire? But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A, a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, Therefore God, even thy God, hath, <coughs> hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the, and thou, Lord, in the beginning hath laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as the vesture shall thou fold them, and they shall be changed, and thou art, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels saith he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Uh, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister uh, for, them by, for them who shall be heirs of salvation? <sighs> Tongue twisty. All right. So, in Hebrews chapter 1, how is the Son described here? Okay, an heir of all things. Okay, Saros. 
Yeah. All right. Again. Yeah. He is. He is one hundred percent, unquestionably, God. Good. Oh, no, just he's a uh, creator through whom he also made the worlds. So, he's the creator of the universe. Okay. So again, we see him as creator and worthy of all worship. Worthy of all worship. Yes. <coughs> God is. It sound, kind of sounds like he's talking back and forth to the angels and, and comparing the angels to to the Son of God, <laughs> and none of the angels are given uh, the position, uh, the recognition that the Son is. I mean, it says, you know, hey, <laughs> which of you angels have I invited to sit at my right hand? Huh? 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 You know, uh, it's only, you know, that, that right hand position is, is reserved for God the Son himself. So, who else? He's the spirit that's forever. Okay, everlasting, forever, eternal, yeah. No beginning, no end, always existing. Who else? I was thinking about that, what Phil just said earlier about that roommate of his in, in college, you know, that you know, Jesus was that these people for that time, and then, you know, the Bible says he's, he's now and is forever. So he's right. forever that same person for his people of all time. Right. The tricky, tricky thing about truth, for truth to be truth, it has to be truth for all people, all the time, at all times, everywhere. You know, there, there, there's nowhere that truth can't be truth. If it's not truth someplace, then it doesn't qualify as being true. Um, so that argument is, it's an old argument. And, and if, if, if you don't, uh, don't understand the nature of truth and, and, and false, falsity, falsehood, false teaching, you can get caught up and trapped in that. Uh, but truth, by, its, by the nature of what truth is, has to be all the time, everywhere, for everybody. Or it doesn't qualify as truth. Sustainer. You know, deists believe, you know, God set the universe in order and just spun it and let it go, you know. Just kind of watch him. But it says here that, and upholding all things by the word of his power. So, I mean, molecules, atoms, everything stays together, you know, uh, orbits, everything, by the word of his power. You know, we can explain laws, physical laws, because we see them and people study them in science, but they had to be put in place. You know, laws are put in place in every facet of society. So when you talk to someone that doesn't believe in a creator sustainer, you know, you believe in the laws of thermodynamics, oh, yeah. How they get there? You know, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's an, uh, yeah, it's, it just um, wears you out. It just, you know, and, and continues to exist forever. I'm sorry. By the word of his power. Yeah. Yep. He, <clears throat> he, he exists on his own just by him. Yeah. Uh, it's see, there. There's. There's. If we don't stay in the word, we forget or have a tendency to forget all that is involved in, in our Jesus being 100% God and 100% man. 
uh, it, it, it's easy for us, it's, it's our human nature to kind of um, try to whittle them down to just kind of fit in our, our mold, um, forgetting that, I mean, this is, you know, our Savior uh, existed before the foundation of the world, and he is the one who was involved in creation itself, uh, yet he was the one that, that, you know, the Father and the Son preordained before the foundation of the world that he would step into humanity, become completely human and stay completely God so that he could die for the very people that hated him. Uh, you know, this is, this is God himself that is... It's God himself that did that. Um, and and you know, he, he sustains, he, he holds together, um, <laughs> which means at, at just, just a thought, you know, you could become a puddle of goo on the floor. You know, he could stop sustaining you. Uh, all of creation could just stop if he chose to. Uh, he is that powerful, <clears throat> but yet he loves us and desires to have relationship with us. It's unfathomable, that kind of love. And that kind of longing for people who spend most of their time rejecting him. It's, um, why in the world would he do that? Um, it's because he loves us. And, and we, we don't give him any reasons to love us. Uh, he loves us in spite of what we do. And, and, and what then becomes even more amazing is that he knows every single thing about us. And still he loves us. You know, if, if, if we were to play on, on, on the TV the, the, the thoughts you've had just since you've walked in this morning, and, and it was going to be known that, oh, okay, here in, in about two seconds, I'm going to hit play, and, and every thought you've had is going to be up here. You would run out of here in shame and embarrassment, and, and, and you'd be horrified that, that you know, people that you know and have some rapport with is going to get this secret look into your thoughts. It's, it's horrifying. Jesus sees that all the time. And still he loves, and still he accepts, and still he desires to be with you. That is, yes, yes. Can't get your head wrapped around that kind of, 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 of acceptance. Now, you know, unconditional love is not the same as unconditional acceptance. Uh, God has unconditional love, but he doesn't accept us until we're in Christ. Uh, then once we're in Christ, we're as accepted as Christ is accepted. <coughs> but he, 
loves us too much to leave us in the state he finds us. He meets us there, but because of this just <laughs> unsearchable love that he has for us, moves us out of that place to a better place. We become more like Christ. He sanctifies us. He grows us uh, so that we become more like him. Not so we're more acceptable. The acceptance has already happened. He does it because he loves us. And he knows that us being like him is the very best thing for us. And because he loves us, he wants the best for us. He is the best for us. So even though he, he will love us right where he finds us, he loves us too much to leave us there. And, and yeah, it, it's... Ah, it's amazing, this love that he has. Ah, all right. Any, any others? You know, I was going to comment about that um, when you talked about you know, us becoming you and God having the power to just stop all creation. In, uh, in Joshua, he did that. He did. He stopped the moon and the sun yeah. for a time so that the, the Israelites could, could, could continue on. Uh, that that that, that shows, that yeah. Yeah. Now imagine if if he not only stopped everything, if he stopped holding everything together, it just, yeah. He won't do that, but he has the power to do that. He has the power to speak it into existence. He has the power to speak it into oblivion. Well, he, he'll make a new heaven and a new earth, <clears throat> but those who, who have been saved will be safe. Those who have been condemned will be condemned, uh, and you know, that's a particular new instance right, that is preset in God's timeline, uh, which is funny to talk about an eternal God having a timeline. Uh, but you know, he's, 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 he's not going to do that prematurely. Uh, he's, he's just not so oh, I'm just tired of you guys and you're gone he's, he's not capricious he's not uh, hormonal he's not unpredictable uh, he, he is just rock steady God is and he gives every opportunity he gives more opportunity than we deserve. Of course, we deserve none. Um, but uh, he gives opportunity when there shouldn't be opportunity. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any others? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, First John, the, he, he is the propitiation, uh, the, the satisfaction of God's, uh, God's wrath for sin. Yes, yeah, it says the, here in verse 3 that he hath by himself purged our sins. Yeah. He did yeah. it all. Yeah. And God, God has a hatred for sin and his justice demands that it be exacted. 
and all of that uh, exacting of God's justice and judgment was fulfilled in Christ and what happened to Christ satisfied God's wrath. Mike? What what uh, what what you know Moses pleading for the people, uh, you know it, it says, and 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 I think it's I think it's in in Hebrews that that, that says that he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Jesus does. Um, you know if if we're if we're in Christ, we're saved, we're child of God. Uh, um, um, God's wrath for sin is forever turned away from us. It, it, it changes the entire nature of the relationship that God the Father has with us now. Um, that now he, you know, it's, it's a parent-child relationship. It's, it's, it's not a, 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 a God-people relationship uh, like it was with the children of Israel. Um, you know, we now, if we know Christ, we can never... we will never suffer or face the wrath of God for sin. Never. Now, we'll be disciplined. We'll be corrected. We'll be spanked. We'll be lovingly convinced that we need to change our behavior. But, but being in Christ means that we're as accepted as the beloved. We're accepted in the beloved. So, so all of that hatred and, and wrath for sin which was justified when it was poured out on Christ and, and, and we get saved, we are in Christ, we'll never face that wrath again. Never. We'll never see the wrath of God for sin. Um, we'll get spanked, but that's a sign of his love for us. Um, but as, as, as God was ready to, to just wipe the children of Israel out and he would have been right to do so, and just start again with Moses, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll never be in that danger. Not, not in Christ. Um, if you're out of Christ, you don't know Christ, you're not saved, then, then yeah, you will see the wrath of God. And, and, and you know, people <clears throat> don't think that, that, that God's going to be in hell, but God will be in hell in the form of his wrath. Um, he'll, 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 I mean, eternity in the lake of fire for punishment against sin is the just wrath of God being displayed and played out and exacted for all eternity. <clears throat> because again, if, if you know, we, we can't endure infinite intensity, so, so God exacts infinite duration for the punishment. 
<coughs> Christ faced the infinite intensity of the wrath of God for our sin. For a, a human being to face that, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would consume them. Yeah. Uh, and the Bible doesn't teach annihilation. Um, so that means that for us who have offended an infinitely holy God, any, any um, offense to an infinitely holy God is infinite in its offense. <coughs> so that means the punishment must be infinite. Or the forgiveness of our sins through Christ becomes infinite forgiveness. Yes, yes. He became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of Christ in him. Yeah. It was uh, a grand exchange, our sin for his righteousness. And um, it's, it's easy for us to forget this. But when we, when we forget this, we are forgetting just how enormous our Savior is <clears throat> and the enormity of what he has done for us um, and in the, in the keeping of us. Remember, he, 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 he saves us to the uttermost, so he doesn't just save us. He saves us and keeps us then so that we are forever in Christ and, and, and he, he continually does that for us. So it, it, it's good to remember this chew on it any others I just want to make a point you know it says he purged our sins and uh, in the Old Testament atonement was just simply a covering the Hebrew word they use is the same as I think the pitch they put on the ark to yeah. cover the ark. Covers know. it, rolls it back, yeah, yeah, kind of stores it ahead. It no. And um, I've been studying, uh, well, I was studying First John uh, for quite a while, but it says, um, uh, I don't know. Um, we can't, uh, anyway, he destroyed the works of the devil. I think it's yeah. the first one. Um, yeah. I forget where it says it, but it says that the blood of bulls and, and, and rams or bulls and goats or bullocks, or I forget the way it's worded, uh, can't take away sin. Right. Is that Hebrews? That's Hebrews? Hebrews, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it can roll it back you know, until it's taken care of for good, but um, yeah, when, when he purges all, all that sin and and think about the thousands of people's sins that were rolled and rolled and rolled forward to Christ. And then think from, you know, whenever the world's going to end, all the sin basically that's rolled back and back and back and back on Christ. All of that sin was purged at the cross. So that anybody who comes to Christ in faith, their sins are gone. Their sins are Purged, they are removed. Um, they're not rolled back; they're gone. 
That's um, such a relief. Such a relief. Right, we're a few minutes early. It's a good stopping spot. I don't want to start something new yet. So let's just have a word of prayer and we'll take a little extra fellowship time. Father, we want to just thank you for in, um, <clears throat> in your wisdom having sent your son to be our sacrifice. Thank you that he was wholly qualified as being both God and human. And thank you for all that he has done and all that it entails, all this that we don't understand about, uh, about the nature of our sin and its offense to you and, and, and what was necessary to remove the sin and all of that taking place in our Savior on that cross. Father, you know our frame, we're but dust, and we do so easily forget this kind of stuff. I pray your spirit would, would, would prick our conscience, that we do remember the value of knowing all we can about our Savior. Of course, in his name we pray, amen.